Hello, hello. Okay, another episode for Michael Daily Reflection. Today is March 1st, 2024, episode 281. Um, I was just thinking about opportunity costs, and suddenly it kind of aligned with the idea I want to say things that I was listening to or things that happened in my life recently. Yeah. That is the kind of ingredients that I look for uh, in uh, this um, type of episode for uh, Michael Daily Reflection. It's got to capture uh, the essence of a moment in my life Um, a combination of things that I experienced at work, you know, in my relationships, and then things I learned, right, things that I was um, listening to. But anyway, so episode 281 about opportunity costs. Well, but before I start, um, I hope that you are doing well. Um, I hope that... uh, yeah, things are going in the directions that, that is the most um, or that is going to be ideal for your objective, you know, things you want to do in life. Yeah. Um, I recently spent some time wishing a good luck message for the Lunar New Year um, holiday. And... Um, the topic I chose was wishing good health, um, wishing that the journey ahead of this year will be smooth or will be um, things that will align better. Yeah, will be supportive of the venture. Yeah, and I kind of use that same message for almost uh, everyone. Right, I think it's a good good things to wish and um, you know some people wish certain stuff uh, some people wish differently depending on the perspective that they have at the time um, for example I have a friend um, kind of wish me to have a little bit more pressure in my life but in a good way you know that, that I able to learn to handle that pressure better um, kind of like leveling up in in life right like the more you grow the more you are willing to seek the discomfort and grow more and kind of ri- rise up to the occasion um, yeah so circling back to opportunity cost uh, I was talking to a co-worker um, today, and I was trying to explain the concepts of um, like the opportunity cost that might occur in the path that he's he's going in, um, and even though it is a good path, right? He just started doing something and seems to check the box that it, this is the right thing to do, right? And I asked like, how long are you thinking of doing it? And he said, well, right now I see 
as if it's yeah continue doing it there's no downside really it's it's a tools and and I agree um but then with every situation kind of every path in life there's almost gonna be another side of the same coin there's gonna be a something that the unknown right like the opportunity cost of the activity that you do you can only be at one place at the at one time you know in space and time that's one place as a one time it's like a point in the graph and um I think it's it's important to sometimes just to stop, uh, detach a little bit, and and evaluate the opportunity cost of the venture or the journey that we are going, and in in a way, understand that uh, it, it's like a phase of life. Uh, I think that's that's a, a a good way to think of it. Uh, think of any venture that you go in is a phase of your life. Things you learn from, things that you get can uh, gather the the resources or the experiences from that experience, like from that journey, and understand that it's not permanent. It's gonna end eventually. So, if you think about opportunity cost, think about the flip side of things, then that might prompt it. A different, a different awareness, right? Uh, it's like you have suddenly become aware of the other downside, the potential downside, or not necessary downside, but maybe another path that can lead you into a higher level of experience. Um, yeah, it's not necessary. The flip side of the same coin is bad, but maybe it can be even better, right? Things like that, and. You can never really know for sure until you start to think about it and then start doing it, right? Like you can't really know what the other side of the same coin looks like. You have to, in a in a way, flip the coin to see it. But if you don't even think there is another side of the coin, then you don't even bother looking. Then you don't really know, right? And you don't know that you don't know, and that's the the thing that is also very critical to think about in life: um, certain uncertainty. You don't know what you don't know, and it keeps you a little bit more on your toes, a little bit more aware, a little bit more understanding. Yeah, I was listening to um, Joe Rogan. Uh, earlier, um, this episode with the guy Cat, he's a comedian. But I learned that this guy seemed to be a pretty aware guy. He seemed to be very knowledgeable. He knows a lot, and um, he said that he read a lot when he was younger, yeah, up to the point of maybe sixty books a week. Like you can take out twenty books maximum in the library, and he do it like three times a week. And all he, almost all things that he do is read. Well, maybe there's a little bit of exaggeration, but um, I, I think I kind of, yeah, I don't doubt it. 
Like I, I mean, I doubt it, but I don't think that I would completely deny that. Like, yeah, maybe he can read 20 books a week. Like, maybe he can absorb that much information. Or 60 books a week, I mean. But that is wild to think about. But the way the guy talk, the way that the guy trying to explain things, he take it slow, he think things through, and um, it it does give the impression that um, yeah he's he's in the known, he's aware, and um, it just there's certain. The pursuit of truth, I think, is also kind of kind of important, and uh, it makes life very exciting to think about. It it brings you up to a perspective where you consider, you know, the meaning of life, but in a practical way. Like you think about the universe, you think about. Like other venture, other things you can do in your own life. Um, it it uh, is practical. It's not just all you know up in the air and doesn't yield anything. But it's actually, I think, yeah, those conversation. And if one allows oneself to kind of open up to that uh, frequency of uh, of conversation, a frequent frequency of thoughts, and just kind of take it in as it as is, is the truth. And just imagine for a moment. It's like, what if that's true? What is the possibility? And how would the world change? And what are the consequences? And the, the the consequences downstream of this event? How would people react? Like, imagine people just believe and kind of come to the conclusion like that. Like, how would the world be different? Right? And it just it's a nice thought activities to think about. It's a nice thing to think about. Um, it's, it just allows oneself to be detached a little bit and don't take things too seriously. You know, don't. I I feel like these kind of people like Joe Rogan or the guy Cat. Um, probably need to look up the name, but like these these people, I feel like they. They're in that pursuit and they're in that chase, right? And they don't, they don't take things too seriously. And like Elon Musk too, right? It's just like sometimes you make jokes, you make this, but you don't really get too much wound up uh, in certain stuff. And it becomes something that causes you suffering, right? I think that's a nice thing to have. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, back a little bit about current life right now, it's Friday evening, um, Rosh, uh, my girlfriend, is, uh, coming home soon, uh, back from her trip, it's been a month since, uh, we've seen each other probably. Well, about a month, less than a month, but yeah, it's going to be a one month apart. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to stay away 
from each other. Sometimes you have to learn to be alone, to know what do you like. Who do you miss? Like, who do you love? Right, you know, things like that. Um, it, it's actually I I I borrow it from um, the song that my my friends made. Like, yeah, you have to learn to be alone to know who you love. Um, but I think it's true. I like I like that line and. Um, you know, when you have things by your side, sometimes you tend to just assume that it's, it's going to be there, right? It's, it's available. But when you don't have that, it, it, yeah, I think you get the point. It, it highlights the, the importance of something. So, yeah, that again, another thing about opportunity cost is... Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes not having what you want is a blessing. Like um, just a phase of life, and if you just started having things, living like a billionaire immediately, when you just start out, hey, maybe you can rise up to another level of wealth and prosperity. But if you're not careful, then it's like going downhill from there, right? When you're born rich, you don't do much. It's just like getting poorer and poorer as you old, get older. Yeah, that's that's not as exciting as starting at the bottom, it rises to the top. Yeah, that's remind me um, about uh, Bill Ackman, the billionaire. Uh, I was listening to a Lex Fixman podcast about him least recently, and um, he met his current partner. His partner in life, at the bottom, and he says it's one of the most beautiful things to meet someone when you're at the bottom, and then it, it worked out. Right? <laughs> and I agree. Right? And I was telling my girlfriend about this, but it's 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 very exciting to think about us, how we meet. You know, we are relatively young in our journey. Uh, and um, yeah, we started work recently, full-time work, and then we could kind of see our path and this potential, right? And it's exciting, you know, things that we can do. Yeah, we're getting married. It's going to be official. We're going to have more ability to do things together. That. We might not have been able to do before, right? Without getting backlash by society or family members, right? It's like, a, and I think, yeah, I think things like that sometimes is is a it's a good thing, right? There's this wisdom in the crowd in societies, you know, how to, yeah, maybe you you shouldn't take things for granted and. You, uh, you move in together, try y your own journey. Sure, but maybe it's the right time to do certain things, then go ahead and just do it. Just don't define it because, like, oh, it's society pressure to get married uh, when you move in together. And, and then you don't get married when you just move in together. Just in a way to define it. And, uh, and, uh, 
I mean, we moved in together in August, so we stay together in this apartment for a couple months. Uh, well, almost actually a year until um, our wedding day. But the, the moment we decided to get married was in um, the end of November. Yeah, that's when we really started to okay, we're getting married. Uh, let's start planning, like for real, for real. Like booking, talk to the church, um, booking venue, things like that. Yeah, and um, it. Well, first of all, it, that when that moment confirmed, we decided it opened up a lot more excitement in our life. But um, yeah, I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, the point was, we don't really stick to the standard of, hey, you shouldn't really move in before you get married. Um, but we think it's, it's, it's still a helpful journey to go through, to kind of just uh, move in together and have, have a sense of how we work as a couple living in together and we can build more foundation and then we decide to get married because we think we can do this right we can make it work and I feel like that is a more um, solid way of doing this in our own journey we think that's right the right thing to do and I wouldn't want to like maybe just move in together and then take it for granted and don't actually move to make things official and kind of leave things open-ended that um, it might introduce more risks into the relationships. Like, yeah, future is uncertain, you don't know. Um, and sometimes there's a wisdom in getting married. So, yeah, that's the point. Like, you don't have to follow something all the time or 100% of the time. Maybe that's the directions that you still should go. But in your personal experiences, you might need a little bit, yeah, a little bit uh, unique way of doing things uh, a little bit of only you can understand what is the right move to make like no one can really tell you what to do if you have done the research and thinks that is the most ideal and kind of take ownership of it right if it go wrong then it go wrong it's your your choice you deal with it uh, but yeah, there's usually wisdom from the from the crowd. Um, things that are being done generation after generations. It's usually something helpful, beneficial, beneficial. Right? Like like the longer it, it occur, yeah, the more things uh, acceptance it has in a sense. Right? But even then, right, almost everything has an exception. So, gotta leave that open.
for interpretations and realization. Yeah, I think it really opportunity cost. It, it really aligned with that idea as well. Everything happened for a reason, or everything happened. Well, everything had an had an exception. Exception. Everything has an exception. Maybe more than one exception, but yeah, an exception. Even with that rule itself, maybe there's time. There's no exception. <laughs> Very contradictory, but uh, I feel like yeah, having a bit of a an open open-minded like that it, it it helps it helps to uh, leave things a little bit more exciting in a sense eh? I think I think that also helps with uh, let's say mm, yeah I kind of lost my train of thoughts well not really I don't want to get into that because I don't think it's really true or well, haven't really thought it through just yet. Yeah, episode 281. Um, I hope that um, you are enjoying it. I hope it, it uh, gives you some food for thoughts. Um, I was going to do an idea. I had it noted in my uh, notion um, about um, dating to marriage, uh, like dating to marry. Uh, it's it's like the the idea of yeah, going out to find a life partner to get married, to build a family together. The, the purpose of like the ultimate journey in dating um, I mean there's, there are there are people who enjoy dating just for the novelty right? the, the thrills of meeting people and having fun um, the dating to marriage is another path right and then it's, it's it can be straightforward if you decide that is the ultimate goals. And um, I think, in my own way, I started to do that in my own journey. And I've told this story before, um, how I embark on a journey to find my girl, my current girlfriend, fiance soon-to-be wife, um, how I've landed in her, in, in her in her presence, in her life, and how we went through a journey, we worked things through, and the decision that we made during the course of our relationships. It, it, the intention is there in the beginning. Like my my brain, that's the plan. Like, and I really wanted to stick through it, and 
the more like you know the the, the intuitions it's like oh okay she's the one I'm looking for she she checks some of the boxes um, she's kind you know things things that I consider in a partner she check maybe there's other aspects that could have could have been better but uh, yeah like you know not perfect of course it's, but good enough right and um, things that we can work on things that I can see is compatible with. And as long as we have that, then I'm confident we're gonna grow together. We're gonna we're gonna make this work. So in the beginning, it's already a long-term plan. Dating to marry, um, and um, that's how I think of it. Life partner, right? Partner in life. Um, and yeah, we don't need to get. I think I I got into the details before, um, the tactical stuff that we do. And we can we can get into it down the line. Yeah, we have things to do together too, right? So that's why I'm kind of excited to uh, kind of enter a new phase of a life, a new phase of a marriage couple, and then we can start to share things that yeah might not. Yeah, might have been better, a better position to do things that we wouldn't have otherwise. Um, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. I'm gonna get some water, some coconut water. You know, sometimes just one idea kind of started the the whole journey. And um, you know, in the past, sometimes I just want to keep the episode concise to uh, one specific idea, the one key points. But sometimes when you trying to get into the key point immediately at the start, or you want to just get it concise concise it it ruined the experience at least for me um, for the creator yeah I, I lose the flow whereas this kind of format I have an idea I want to talk about which is opportunity cost and then I talk about it and then eventually it just lead into another train of thoughts I start talking talking about that and this and it all related in some way and it all connected and um, it ties in. So, what is, or what are the opportunity costs of, let's say, marriage, right? That can be something to consider. And um, are you, uh, are you willing to? 
accept it. I think that's is also a health, a healthy things to do. A more、um, conviction approach to a decision you have. Like when you consider the downside, the upsides, and the possibilities, and you 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 think things through, and you make the choice. Rarely will you get a surprise reactions that would kind of turn things upside down, like like. Like it. Well, maybe I don't know that. Maybe, I guess the more possibility you consider, the more prepared you are to handle, at whatever will come at you. But there's still opportunity out there that occur certainly that take things, throw it out of the window, right? So, but such is the nature of life. It's very uncertain. Yeah, things can change very quickly. Yeah, more of the reason to not take it too seriously, but also take it seriously. Yeah, not take it too seriously is not take it too seriously is. Yeah, don't try to get. To attach to something, yeah. At- attachment is the foundation for suffering. But also, not take it too lightly is to appreciate how incredible life is. Right? It's just very incredible. How we are right here, right now. The possibility of being born is very low. It's already win a lottery ticket. Being born, being conceived. Yeah, it's amazing.、Um, I was looking at some photos、uh, of the past. Um, back in 2009, 2008, 2010,、um, that was the photo that we have. Kinda, kinda like a as a family.、Uh, my dad was at the end of his journey. Not the end, end, but he was close to the, his journey in the end. And、um, I think we bought a camera. Yeah, we have a camera. I remember that camera. It's decently advanced. You can re- take good, pic- decent pictures. There's, there's no smartphone there yet, or at least not available in Vietnam at the time. Yeah, 2008. So we got that、uh, fo- photo or camera, and Yeah, it opened up to the pictures of the more daily life, kind of 
kind of things instead of like a tourist destination where you take a picture by a, uh, a professional and you print it out and you pay money and it's just the moment when you're going out and having fun whereas this picture these pictures are the daily life moments that was captured and um, my dad took those pictures so in a way I can see things from my dad's perspective I can see myself being young I can see my mom my relatives I can see my brother being a tiny baby which is a couple months old right and I can see my dad kind uh, it really bring up memories of how he looked like and you know I don't know if you 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 have this feeling before but when you look at someone and you can you really start looking at them you start to realize huh they're a little bit different huh, I didn't realize that I didn't realize this and then you start to wonder your memories you start to questions like oh have have they looked like this I had that moment for the first time or not first time, but the, a vivid moment I remember is uh, when I was sitting in class, yeah, in the the front of the the first row table, and one of my friend came up um, in front for homework questionings. Yeah, that's how it is in Vietnam. You come up in front of the class, and you can start to answer questions that you're supposed to uh, learn and memorize. Uh, the couple of days before, and the the teacher will give you mark for it, and then they're gonna know your classmate gonna know how much you get to. Right? Sometimes teacher read it out loud. You have nine points and things like that. Nine over ten. Yeah. Anyway, she was standing up in front of the class, speaking some literature or English or something, and I was just in the first row table, looking at her. And we'll look into her face. And I stay there for a little bit longer than usual. And after a while, it's like, I feel weird. I feel like, oh, who's this person? It's, it's, it's like a, another scene in How I Met Your Mother, where Ted Mosby, which is saying this one word repeatedly, and then he's like, Apple? That sounds weird. What's Apple? It's, it's interesting. I think uh, there's going to be a name for it, a phenomenon out there on Google. Anyway, uh, I was looking at my dad's pictures, bring up memories, look a little bit slightly different than I have thought, or I noticed certain stuff. And, you know, this picture looked different than the rest, and you wonder, like, are they the same person? Of course they are the same person, but, well, maybe not. They're not the same person not the exact same person in space and time it's a version of my dad when he was healthier when he was younger when his hair was longer when he has more f muscle yeah my dad actually went through a period of not eating for like 30 days so yeah and he has a picture of it 
Actually, I got access to this picture for the first time when it came back to Vietnam in 2022. And I kind of just downloaded them to my computer. And yesterday I stumbled upon it again. Um, I'm just looking at those pictures. And I never was around. Um, that was during the time of his treatments. And uh, he decided to approach a different methods instead of the surgery he's used the starvation methods and it, it did work it did shrink the cancer cells but then this is a bit of a a bit of a, a phase it's not long lasting once you eat again cancer is going to grow back maybe even stronger you're going to compete for resources better than your regular cells so my lab was able to feel better but it's not sustainable you have to eat to live but yeah so he went to that hunger experience starvation in a way he lived a lot yeah he lived through a lot of um, yeah, my dad took those pictures and he also made poems Yeah, during his, his last two years of his life. He started writing things more. I think he's, he's understand that he's trying to create as much thing as possible. And um, I remember also picked up some kind of hobby, hobbies like that and started to make some poem of myself. Yeah, I saw a picture where he took a poem um, in the computer screen and then the, it has some reflection. And when you look at the reflection, it's my dad holding up the camera and my mom next to him. <laughs> Probably the one selfie of them that I have. It's interesting to think about how much picture that we have of our daily life because of our smartphones. It's incredible. Incredible. We capture a lot more moments in our life. Yeah. My brother, younger brother, probably have less than a hundred pictures of my dad. He could have a lot more. It's not so my dad he didn't he didn't want to take too much picture of himself at the time it seems yeah he probably not in a good good mood or yeah it's just good good state to want to capture that as much just some to keep as a record um but yeah think about it that way very appreciative of the phone right this technology that i'm having right now when I'm recording my voice, I talk, upload it, and it's, it's there, it's safe. It's incredible. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the poem my dad made. It called... Um, I'm trying to translate like uh, the literal sense of the word in Vietnamese. So it was 
tua co tỉnh lãng tỉnh lãng tỉnh meanings awake and then lãng meaning like flat or, or or like the surface of water smooth flat no wind it's like a mirror right it meaning like very inactivity tỉnh lãng so awake but also very stable like very the opposite of chaos <laughs> so that's the name of the poem and then the first line I look at things in that state like tỉnh lặng yeah and then things look at me with a sad stare or a sad eyes and it, yeah it's, it's it it really capture i think it's capture the 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 essence of how he feel at the time it's beautiful the the poem i think i'm just going to bore you with all the details or all the rambling maybe because i i i can't um effectively to transcribe it as much as i could and i also need to look at the poem um but yeah that's one of the things that i enjoy doing with my girlfriend just kind of read things in vietnamese and attempt to translate it it's beautiful is is a beautiful language yeah i mean english is also beautiful like the word actually have a deeper meaning to it right and me someone who learn on like a surface layer like this i know the word thank you as just thank you right i know that the sense of it but then there's actually why the word thank is written like that or why is it thank you like what q is for a like u is for um and this latin words explained it and it's beautiful when you dig into the literal sense of things like mercy right things like that uh yeah i was listening to an audio books about uh debt as a concept concept of debt and um yeah thank you is also explaining in that like i'm i'm in debt I'm indebted to you or something like that is but anyway language is very beautiful and it, it, right now when I write things I sometimes search up on Google to try to see what the actual meanings of it it's so that I can kind of say things more accurate right a funny thing is like business partner right you have an understanding of okay that's the business partner you do business together and then some yeah but you don't take that idea for granted you take the time to kind of go into google and search and see what business partner actually is uh yeah see more meaning of that word that term and try it, it makes sense 
yeah, the reason I mentioned business partner is also because there was a joke uh, I saw on Instagram recently. But I, yeah. Elon Musk is my business partner. So such a nice flex to say. Uh, but yeah, like I'm an investor in a company. He is an investor in a company. So, business partner. Same company. But apparently, it, there's different definition of investor and different definition of business partner. So, anyway, I think I'm starting to ramble. I'm starting to get a little bit more random. But, uh, yeah, the random show. Tim Ferriss. Sometimes there's a nice thing about randomness, eh? Um, yeah. Poems, language, things from my dad, things from my mom. Yeah, my mom started journaling, uh, which is a nice thing. Actually, yeah, we have this one notebook that my dad and my mom started writing. They don't write it regularly like daily kind of no they they use that notebook and what is it's as old as me the paper turned yellow they started writing for me at the time and uh, they recently just finished the book <laughs> my brother discovered it you know when he gets into a phase where he's curious about uh, where he came from curious about the history of the family curious about his dad he started to take a lot of stuff in the, the bookshelf and things, and he just he discovers some pretty cool stuff. Uh, yeah, but that notebook, he also kind of take the the pen to note down some of his thoughts, and he note in English. Now he's doing his own thing. And my mom, um, once in a while, will go in and write some updates and take a picture and send it to me. Um, recently, she finished that book and um, she's picked up another book now. She's committed to write a little bit more on a regular. And uh, My mom is a good writer. Um, she, I think I got a bit of that gene. I mean from both my mom and my dad. Um, yeah, just the, the ability to write and capture it. I find meaning in it because they they give they gave me an, an example, right? And I find it meaningful. I get to experience it firsthand. That's why I'm more inspired to do the things I'm doing. But even take it up a notch. Yeah. It's like a different generation. Younger generations you learn and you stand on the shoulder of the giant. You stand on all the experiences, the wisdom of the past. And you move forward. You bring things to another level. Yeah, the beginning of infinity. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, so, um, journal. What my mom wrote. I, also, I learned that my dad wanted to me wanted me to be like what profession I would he would want me to be in 
um, my dad wanted to me me to be um, uh, either medicines, like not not a doctor, but someone who give medicine. Um, what's what's that, what's the word for that? Pharmacist. But I think it's just more like, yeah, someone who heals people. That's why probably more like what he meant. But yeah, in that, treat people, get people, help people get better. So maybe doctor. He didn't use the word doctor. He used the word like medicines. Thing like, you know, I gotta recall more now. It's not exact medicine, but uh, oh, teacher of medicine. Yeah, every time we use the word. Is combined, right? Teacher and then medicine. We combine that word into a term. So it's still a teacher. Yeah, he wanted me to be a teacher. He didn't want me to get into uh, finance or politics. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want me to go to that path. Um, he said, maybe yeah, be a teacher. You can get into it, but not as the main things. You can get in it after a different venture. And I think it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And I agree. I think, I think it's beautiful that I also arrive as my own conclusion that I wanted to be a teacher. But not in the sense, not like I could anyway. I, I, I can't be, well, not like I can't, but my situation didn't really allow me to, to uh, take the path to be a, an actual teacher teaching a school. It just, take me too much time in school and it's just all the bureaucracies things that you have to go through and I, I don't think that's I would enjoy doing that work if I have to be bar into a standard that forced the creativity and maybe uh, uh, an in, inaccurate representation of what I actually believe in but I have to kind of do it because it's my life, like where I earn my income, right? It's like, yeah, example, a teacher in school were forced to teach stuff that they don't really care about to kids, forced the kid to sit eight hours a day, things like that. It's, yeah, so I didn't go that path, but I'm I'm being a teacher in my own way. Uh, I'm learning things. I share things for those who are interested in stuff that I talk about. Then they enjoy it, and it doesn't really matter. Um, the well, it does matter, but it's not as important as the journey that I take. Like this show, things I created, it might not matter now. Like you know, no one, not a lot of people listen to my episode. But then, the the person who I become, the journey that I took, allow me to speak a little bit better, improve my English, allow me to learn more. Yeah, and and it's, it's that's the the products. Sometimes it's not really what I'm aiming for, but it's it's the the experiences and the journey. Yeah, I think it's 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 a bit of a. Cliche. A lot of people say that, right? It's not the the not the end or the mean or something. I still don't can't wrap my head wrap my head around that. 
mean is the mean is the end is an end to a mean huh anyway another sip of coconut water and coconut water is great It's not super sweet. Pretty fresh. Mm, yeah, okay. I think that's about it. I was gonna say something else. Oh, yeah, what do I do now? I think, yeah, it's a good time to update that too. Um, teacher, being a teacher is feel like almost everyone is a teacher. Right. Everyone can be a teacher in a sense. If you are a student, you take that perspective of a student, then everyone is your teacher. The world is your library. Right. I think someone said that. Uh, yeah, Mr. Freeman. So, is in a way, profession being a teacher is beautiful. It it really encompass a lot of things a lot of professions in life a lot of identities being a teacher is a beautiful compliment if you give it to someone as well yeah you're like a teacher so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to learn that my dad wanted me to be a teacher I feel like he's he thought it through he he has good judgment in that yeah so right now I am in construction um, something that I stumble upon it's not exactly what I study for um, well I didn't really know exactly I just gotta see it the best choice at the time venture into um, an industry, environmental, because I feel like that's something important, a problem that we can help to solve. Went to college and then learned about soil analysis, but then I'm not really super interested in that. And the task, the job requires certain condition that not as fitting for me so I decided to uh, venture into constructions which also happened where I go for my co-op and then life have different plans things change got laid off uh, and then ended up in a different construction company which is turned out to be a pretty interesting experience pretty uh, learning packed journey and um, so project coordinator 
that's the position I am. And it it's actually is what I wanted to do as my previous company or my previous job. I wanted that position. But the company wasn't at that level to need that position. And I wanted that and I didn't get it. And it turned out to be a blessing because I got to go to where I want to go or where I actually need to go or wanted to go. Anyway, it worked out. I'm happy where I'm at. It's challenging work. Things are moving fast. It's a lot of things to consider. Take care. It's, yeah, it's fulfilling. It's fulfilling work. Going to work, feel like I learned something. More people I interact with. It's bigger scale level of company. And constructions turn out to be pretty meaningful. I make a tweet about this. It's probably one of the best industry that men can get in. Maybe women as well. But men are like builders. I mean, that's in our DNA. We like to build things. Make stuff. Just create better things. Right? Yeah, if, if an aliens were to observe us as a species, they would see over time, we just build and make better things. Build tall buildings. We create these tools. So, in that way, construction has been the, in the beginning of mankind. That's all we do. We build things. And of course, we hunt. There was a time. But we build tools to hunt. And the building is satisfying. When you complete the projects, you make something looking great, feel good. And then the the teamwork, the the band of brothers. It's it's very exciting, right? And uh, it has more into it too, right? Aspects of um, leaderships, the dichotomy of leaderships, the human behavior, the human nature, the social skills, the conversations. Like how, the influence, right? Like how do you make things happen? How do you overcome obstacle? How do you get others to understand your perspective? How do you get people to like you? So, yeah, this position I'm in involves a good amount of activity that I have to coordinate with other people like I interact with a good amount of people I know a good amount of people compared to other position where you might just focusing on a niche you know like drafting when you design models on a computer and you just do that niche with your uh, planning team design team you don't really get out of that uh, but yeah, my position 
in a way is is is, is very open to influence to experiences to learning and i'm excited i'm very excited to to uh, kind of see it through to this project go to job sites learn things see how things work built and i would not have been successful in this job without the failure that i had in the past you know when looking back <laughs> My life could have gone completely different. I, I could have gone downhill very easily. I lost my dad early. I didn't have much of a role models. I get into some bad habits. Um, yeah. But uh, there's luck and there's fortune and certain limitation that I have to prevent me from going to a less than ideal path. For example, money. Money is a, a constraint that hold me back from doing stuff that might ruin my life. It really prevent me from going to bar because I just can't justify paying for something that expensive. Things like that. I can go once or twice, but I'm, I can't make it a regular way. It's Friday night. I'm, I'm staying here walking around my apartment because it's cheaper than going out and spending. <laughs> In a way, not having money is good. <laughs> but not having enough uh, to spend in a lavish way. And then I learned the value of certain activities. Right? Like when I have money down the line, I get to appreciate it more and I get to use it in a way that benefit me more. So anyway, I've gone to jobs, I got fire, I got layoff, which kind of like fire anyway, because uh, certain, certain things that I violate in the laws of human nature. Or the loss of power. You know, I was not the hard working kid. I was distracted. I was, yeah. Looking back at my job, sometimes I get a little bit, um, get a little bit of a feeling of guilt that I didn't do a good job I, as I could have. I get a little bit com complacent. You know, I earned a little bit good, good, uh, I got good favor from people and I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. Um, so now I'm kind of aware of that more. And um, this job is, is a bigger opportunity. And um, it's like a bigger playing field. And then I'm, I'm at the right place at the right time to get to this role. And then, um, yeah, exciting stuff. I hope to realize more from this experience. You know, I don't pay really well at the moment, but I think it's, it's valuable enough with just the learning. And uh, 
yeah, I just I just need to get some stuff uh, build a foundation first before I can reap the reward. I don't want to get too cocky. Stay a little bit humble. Stick to my name, humble. <laughs> Interesting. Humble coin. That's that's she my name. So my last name is Ngo, which means corn in Vietnamese, or in in term of Vietnamese Chinese. Like so Vietnamese got Vietnam got uh, dominated or got uh, invaded by China for like a thousand years, and we could adopt the language. And then there's uh, our Vietnamese language that we are used to speak right now, and then there are a version of the previous generation where it is a, a merge between Vietnamese and Chinese. And it's beautiful. That language is beautiful. So my name, yeah, Corn. Apparently, it is also there is a last name like that in uh, China. It's Wu, W and U. So it means also like corn. Well, maybe not. I mean the same word that translates to corn in Vietnam. And my name is Humble. So combines humble corn. And I've been <laughs> you kind of tell that thing at work. Had a good laugh at it. My grandmother named me a nickname. Also mean like awaken. It's kind of nice. To think about. It's a nice name. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I spent a good amount of time talking with my girlfriend about naming our children and what name would we. Uh, when I have for our kids. I was just joking, but uh, I like the name Charlie. <laughs> it's funny because uh, this Charlie is a character that appeared in Michael Daily Reflection. Uh, he uh, he worked at Call In before Call In got acquired. Um, anyway, I like the name Charlie. I like the sounds of it from that YouTube videos. Charlie bit my finger too, but uh, for some reason my girlfriend is not having it. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> anyway, so we joke about it sometimes. We'll see. We'll see what our kid's name will be. I think, I think we might have a baby girl first. That's that's the the sense that we're getting. Maybe we're just surrounded with uh, knees and m more like a baby girl. So we, we we like having a first child as a girl more. But I think there's benefit to it, having a first child as a girl. So she can help out. But maybe boy can help out too. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it's Come back to the episode. This this flip side of the the coin, and uh, yeah, we welcome the experience. We're really excited to be uh, parents. Really excited to be parents. 
Yeah, imagine that experience, hey? It's one of the most meaningful things in life. You become a teacher. Someone you take care of. Well, talking about parents, um, I received an advice from my co-worker. Um, he, he, yeah, he been, he been giving pretty good advice. And um, one of the things he said, like, when you get married, you're still a little bit young. Don't have kids just yet. Spend some time to travel. And um, I was listening to a book, Why Women Have Sex, recently. I'm still listening to it, actually, on Audibles. Um, it's interesting how the hormone system, I think it's one of the most important things to pay attention to for a successful marriage. Just how you feel. And, and you know, love can change, right? If you don't have the right hormones. You know, like when people cuddles, you get some hormone release in your brain. Uh, oxytocin. Or serotonin or something like that. Yeah, chemicals of happiness. You know, women have sex... The one that break now, break it down in the perspective of hormones. There's a reason for it. Why we want, why women want to have sex, to uh, do this, do that, to solve the problems, to uh, protect the relationships, to uh, make up, to receive the chemical rush that was generated within the body. Yeah, there's many reasons. I don't. I don't want to go too much into details, but hormonal system is one of them. Uh, where was I? <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's long enough. Long enough. It's eight fourteen p.m. Episode has been going for one hour and ten minutes. Oh, parents and travel. Okay. Um, he said, you know, it's things that he experienced. And, um, you know, he liked to, yeah, kind of share that experience. In a way, being a teacher, right? Tell it to the next generation so they can benefit from it. And I think, yeah, that's, that's, in a way, that's the meaning of life. Just live and pass the wisdom, the experience to the next generation. Um, so, don't have kids just yet when you just got married. Travel a little bit. And the way I think of it, I think it makes sense, is that there's a lot of things that change when you have kids. You know, when you have the hormone change, suddenly maybe your intimate sex life will change drastically you know your body change and if you don't have a certain foundation or tools to deal with all the changes that is how the marriage break apart you don't equip enough knowledge you haven't learned enough you haven't read enough books about parenting and then you have kids unprepared that's where the mistakes comes in that's where the suffering got generated. You don't have the tools to deal with things. 
it's, it's tricky. You know, this path of love is tricky. So it takes more effort, both partners, to put in the effort to learn. And you know that's why I'm I'm open to that idea. You know, I mean, even though I want to have kids, you know, sometimes my girlfriend have baby fevers, right? But I think, yeah, we gotta gotta take a little bit slow, right? We gotta enjoy things a little bit more. We, we, yeah, no rush, right? Um, I mean, when we're ready, we know, like we, well, maybe we never really ready, ready, but who knows? For marriage, I think we're ready, yeah. So, this snap decision that you make. But just based on your intuitions, you know, you you can put out on paper all the pros and cons, things like that. When you actually do that process, it's never really ideal in a sense. But sometimes you just feel like it's the right choice. You're willing to deal with the downside, and you because you think the upside is good. And say, fuck it, let's just go, right? And I kind of like that snap decision in my in 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 life um well maybe sometimes it's too rush too snappy but the majority of the time like the moment where i decide to turn around and talk to my girlfriend meet her for the first time very snappy you know i didn't stand there and calculate all these things uh for too long anyway i just very in into intuitive Um, so there's that. Parenting's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, what else? There's some other stuff happening lately in life. Cybertruck. <laughs> Reason is because I look out my window, I saw a truck, uh, F one fifty truck pulling in, and I thought of the Cybertruck that are popping up on the internet a lot more celebrity is uh riding it right lady gaga kim kardashians justin bieber like all these people the celebrity started to use it and uh it generated a good amount of conversation on twitter like hyped and some people who received cybertruck for the first time in their town and all of these reaction you know, people go to Uber, a big Uber in a Cybertruck and see people reaction. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. Something that has come a long way. I've been predicting, well, not predicting, but I've been waiting to see the, the day when I can go and watch the footage on the drones of, of the Gigafactory where I see that Cybertruck lining up in a row looking very futuristics <laughs> like the way the cybertruck look and then like a hundred of them lined up in one row like i mean tesla is a beautiful car and when you go to factory videos on youtube you see they all lined up looking very nice and imagine that the cybertruck so that day is here it's happening it's happening the ship the manufacturing product production is ramping making more and more cars 
uh, over times. Scales, economy of scales approaching. I would assume back then, a couple years ago, the stock would be pretty high. <laughs> but nah, uh, it's not that high yet. And uh, it's funny how things work, eh? But hey, it's not getting what you want sometimes as a blessing. It's more time for me to accumulate. So at this point, I'm going to have a wedding soon. I'm going to have to sell some shares for the first time ever. Which is kind of nice. It's a nice thing to say. I'm an investor. Never sell a share. Only reason I sell is for when I need to sell. That's my principle. That's why there was moments where I was tempted to sell. And looking back, it might be a good call to sell. But I didn't because I just didn't need the money yet. And the first time I sell Tesla stock, it's going to be for my wedding. I think that's a good reason enough. <laughs> yeah, worth it. Actually, the reason we were considering about the wedding date, whether we do it this year or 2025, is mainly because of the stock, too. We don't know if we should wait a little bit or if we should sell the stock now to get the wedding. But then, yeah, make the call in the end. We're doing it. Money can come later. But uh, this moment in time, we have, we have this people around. It's going to be a party to celebrate. You know, the longer we wait, the more risk we add into the picture but maybe we don't know right that's the thing too we don't know maybe it's better to wait maybe this wedding will cost millions down the line if you think about the money that could have been saved and invested <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought of that frame before and then I come to the conclusion. I think I talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. It's just too much into the future. And I uh, just got to let the present slip away right in front of your eye. And you forgot to actually live. Okay. I think that's it for today's episode. Um, thank you for tuning in. I, I was going to make a tweet, but I decided to just talk about this instead and share a little bit more things in my life lately. Yeah, uh, the reason I'm doing more also because by myself. Uh, usually, it's, it's harder to do this when I have my girlfriend with me because... I value the time I spend with her more sometimes. Uh, things that we do is more worth it. And, um, yeah, I, I did mention about it. It's like you got to live a little bit more to experience and to talk about things. You can, you know, this, this is going to be a point in life where you feel like you're approaching the end of a phase 
then you have to move on. You have to do different things. You have to optimize different stuff. You can't just doing the same thing, maintain that schedule when you enter a new phase. Yeah, like what get you here might not get you there. Things like that, right? Anyway, thank you for tuning in. I'm super excited about seeing my girlfriend coming home soon. And um excited for her wedding. Excited for our journey ahead. Excited with work. Excited with One Piece. Yeah, that too. One Piece getting really good. Chapter... It's a new chapter today that I just read. It's good, good. Super excited for One Piece as well. I thought of a new tattoo idea, which my girlfriend and I can possibly get after we get married. Maybe, maybe uh, in a special occasion when uh, we travel somewhere or something, we'll get something together. And um, yeah. You know, you know how some people say, getting tattoo after before like in a relationship is my kind of jinx it. Yeah, I think before you get married, it might jinx it. But after you get married, I think it solidify the tattoo, solidify the relationship. Especially if it's something in term of a reminder. So. Yeah, gotta think a little bit more about that idea. We do, we do want to do it. So uh, I'm excited for that as well. Okay, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you are doing well, and um, see you in another episode, another stream of Michael Consciousness. Bye for now.